we tend to sort of like try to adapt to that specific system or that specific box. And we fail to see that actually there is no box. There is no box. Welcome to the Create from the Source podcast. I'm Katja Maria Slotte, and this is the show to help you align with your source so you can have a creative life and business that's authentic and thriving. This show is made for artists and creative, multi passionate souls, musicians, singers, actors, songwriters, writers, dancers creative entrepreneurs and teachers of the creative and performing arts. So if you're a creative and you're done listening to your inner critic, to the starving artist narratives of the collective and to what other people think an artist can or cannot do, and you want to find your own authentic voice in your art and in your artist's life, You want to get into flow and get your creative projects moving steadily forward toward your exciting vision and uplift your vibration to create miracles in your life, then you are in the right place. Hi there, it's Katja Maria Slotte and welcome back to another episode of Create from the Source. I want to start by thanking you from the bottom of my heart Thank you so much for all the messages and for all the posts that you have been posting about the podcast on your social media, for sharing the podcast with your friends and subscribing to it, for sharing stories where you give shout outs about the podcast and have been tagging me on social media. I love it. And it means the world to me. Thank you so much. So as you probably know, being a creative is kind of strange because we get this creative urge to making something and we make it and we don't really even know if it's going to resonate with somebody um, out in the world So the fact that you have been sending me these messages and posting about the podcast, sharing it and sharing stories about it means the world to me. I really, really am so excited about it. And I'm so, so happy to hear that the podcast is resonating for you and that it's exciting you. And I'm also very happy about all the questions that have been coming in already after the first episode. So keep them coming. And I actually got an idea when it comes to questions. I had this idea that in the future, in some future episodes, I could actually dedicate some of the episodes to Q&As and answer your questions. So that would be super exciting for me because that way we really get this conversation going. And that is actually one of the intentions that I had for this podcast, because I had this vision that this podcast could be more than just a podcast. 
And what I mean with that is my vision for this podcast is really that it will be a community and a conversation. And here's how we can make that happen. So after you have listened to this episode, I want you to go to createfromthesource.com and subscribe. So what are you subscribing to, you're wondering? So createfromthesource.com is where all the extras that have to do with this podcast live. It's an online publication, a multimedia publication, so you'll have access to these podcast episodes and I'm also envisioning some bonus content there in terms of the podcast for the future. There's also going to be written content and even video content. And what's really super cool about this place is that it will be possible for us to take our conversations deeper and to have interactions there, right there on that site. And those interactions are not dependent on an algorithm on social media, because let's face it, although I love social media and this podcast even has a social media page on Instagram, so I love social media, but in the end, it can be quite tricky sometimes to deal with the algorithm. And also social media is not the best place or the best venue for all types of creative content. So sometimes my creative expression is longing to do it in a different way, in more characters or in different format than what is possible on social media, which is why I'm super, super excited about the possibilities that the multimedia publication createfromthesource.com, which is hosted over at Substack, gives us. So go subscribe after you've listened to this episode it would make me so happy. All right, let's dive in to the topic of the day. And that is, what is the source? So what do I mean when I say the source in different contexts? And how is that even relevant? Why does it even matter? Why is it important? And how do you actually even anchor yourself to the source and tap the source and align with the source. So there is a lot of interesting questions to dive into when it comes to the source and what it is. So this podcast inspiration actually came from one of you who sent me a message way before this podcast was actually published. A couple of months ago, I received a message over at my Instagram, Katya Maria Coaching. And the message had some questions in it. One of them was, what do you mean with the source? I'm curious to know, does it have anything to do with religion? especially because you spell it with a capital S. And that's true. I tend to spell sores with capital S. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you all about why I do that. And no, it's not a religion, 
But yes, the source has got many different meanings. And one of them, so one of the meanings of creating from the source does have to do with something larger than yourself. But we'll get all to it in a little while in this episode. So thank you so much for this question. I love it, love it, love it. And as I was intending to reply to it kind of like right away, I figured out, you know what? I have a podcast in this answer because this answer will actually also give you some insights in the entire philosophy or the why it's important, the why behind why should you even bother about connecting to your source and aligning with your source and creating from the source and singing from the source if you are a singer? So what is this all about and what why does it matter for you, not just for me, because, you know, you heard my story in the first episode And you know a little bit of the background of how everything in my own artist life became anchored in the source. But why is it important to you? So let's dive in. So that word, source, it was not as if I was consciously looking for it. That word sort of like dropped in and was given to me when I was in a process of getting clarity on my own methodology and the pillars of my own work, really. And that was back in 2020. Now, a lot had happened before that. So you have heard the backstory of where I was at personally in my artist's life and all those changes that I was going through and that entire like healing process that I was undertaking in so many areas of my artist life. And also all that conscious creation that started then to emerge. I did not realize back then consciously that I was actually aligning with the source, but that was what was happening. And it was also happening at the same time in my work as a singing teacher and vocal coach. So I started noticing a discord between sort of like the title that I had describing my work on my website and so on and what was actually going on in the sessions because we were doing so much more and working on so much more than just vocal technique. So some of you might know me as the vocal technique teacher and also the complete vocal technique teacher. So I started noticing that I had a discord going on there. So some it felt like an ill-fitting shoe and I was wearing this ill-fitting shoe for years like from somewhere between 2016 up until that moment in 2020 when I was going over my work and the pillars of my work together with one of my coaches and mentors 
And then that's when the word source dropped in. So let's have a look at this word and examine it in two contexts, singing and creating, because sing from the source and create from the source. And those are the names of my signature systems or my approaches of working with the voice, with singing and vocal artistry and my approach for working with artist coaching and with creativity coaching and creating in a larger sense of the word, which we will also touch base on in this episode. All right, so when we now start examining that word source, I'm going to start with something very tangible. It's easier that way, I think, to start with something that we all can grasp and feel and then continue to the other things that are more intangible. So if you are into singing and vocal technique, you're probably familiar with the power source filter model of voice production. And you know that source in that context refers to the larynx where the vocal folds live. So that is the source of vocal production. So naturally then the source of singing would be in the vocal folds, in the larynx and the vocal mechanism, right? Which explains why there's so many voice researchers and vocal pedagogues who are fascinated with that exact aspect of singing, with voice research and vocal technique. And I was one of those singers and voice teachers for years. And in a way, I still am because the human voice will continue to fascinate me. But there was something in this approach that somehow started feeling not enough for me. So... In a way, it's almost ironic that I say not enough because one of the vocal methods that I am certified in and have studied has the word complete in it. So in a way, I was supposed to be complete, but I felt that it wasn't enough. So what was not enough? Because when I say not enough, I also don't mean it as in I needed to go to another vocal method to look for more answers. I mean, I've studied very many vocal methods. So this realization of that vocal technique was not feeling enough, it came to me after years of having studied vocal techniques extensively. So not just having spent time in one methodology. All right. So what was not enough? For me, it started feeling over the years that there was something about this approach of only focusing on the vocal technique and only focusing on like the anatomy and the physiology of the voice was taking something 
of the mystery out of it. So I know someone could argue with me now and say, well, science isn't supposed to be mysterious. That's the whole point with science. We seek answers. And also you could say singers want answers. Nobody likes to not have control over their instruments. So why would you want anything to be a mystery? So I don't mean literally a mystery in terms of like that singing should be something mysterious. But I guess what I mean when I say mystery or mysticism almost is an intuitive understanding of your voice and developing a connection to your voice that is intuitive and organic not just cerebral and logical and mechanical, as in if I want X to happen, I have to X. And when I say intuitive, I guess I also mean something of that connection that you have had with your voice sometime way, way, way back before you even realized that there was anything going on in the world called vocal technique or singing lessons or that you could like learn to sing. And when I'm saying this, I'm thinking about the curiosity and the playfulness that a baby has when they're learning to speak and make sounds or learning to walk. It's also this exploration of curiosity and the curiosity that a child has when they are discovering the world. So when I'm talking about an intuitive awareness or intuitive understanding of your voice or whatever artistic craft is your craft, so maybe it is playing the piano or dancing or painting, when I'm talking about that intuitive connection, that intuitive understanding, I'm referring a lot to that childlike curiosity and playfulness. Like I have memories from playing the piano where it was all about you know, being curious about sound and how certain sounds, if you put them together, would sound in a specific way. And I also can't help thinking about that uninhibited joy and, you know, sense of freedom that you witness in a baby. Like I visited my nephew and his family a couple of weeks ago and I saw how their seven-month-old daughter was all into, you know, making these sounds and screaming at the top of her lungs and um, not from hunger, but just from the pure joy of having discovered something. So we have all been there once in the past, we have all had this very intuitive, organic connection with ourselves and our instrument. And if you are a singer, then that is your voice. So like my nephew's daughter, she was basically, she was belting, right? And then I have to think about all the singers who 
are struggling with, you know, all these powerful sounds and how then we turn to vocal technique and then we need to learn how to build. So there is a conundrum you probably agree in this whole idea of learning something because a lot of the learning actually has got to do with unlearning, unlearning years and years of habits and beliefs and mindset and ways of, you know, doing something or ways of relating to yourself and your body. So, that is what we're actually doing in learning. We need to unlearn and decondition a lot of things in order to get to that source. And that's what a lot of approaches that are somatic practices are actually doing. Because somatic practice or somatic learning could be viewed as learning from within. And I have to think about Moshe Feldenkrais and his so many beautiful quotes about learning. And one of the quotes that I have heard or read somewhere goes something in the lines of, in order to have to change the way you do something, you have to change the image that you have of yourself. And I guess one of the easiest ways to explain this would be to, you know, think about how somebody can make a specific movement in a way that, you know, might work to get the thing done, but it might be straining. And then when you want to change that movement, in order to change that movement, you need to first become aware of how you are making the movement that is training you because it is so ingrained in the entire system of your body and in your neural pathways that you don't really you're not really even aware of that that is the way that you are approaching this movement. Does that make sense? And in that process of becoming aware of how you do something, you also need to experiment with different options and try out different possibilities. So that is basically what a baby is doing when they are, you know, going from crawling to walking. Babies are exploring different possibilities to work with gravity and to work with balance. And, you know, it's all an exploration of possibilities until you find the way that works and is giving you the most effortless result. So awareness always comes first, no matter if you're working with piano or voice or changing a movement habit or a mindset or a way that you are approaching something and doing something like your actions and habits for your creative work and for your artist life. And in that process of gaining awareness, you also gain awareness of all the actions and habits and ways of doing something and your mindset and beliefs that 
are not helpful to you and that are, you know, causing too much effort or too much strain or even, you know, pain. So yes, awareness and unlearning is really at the core of the work. When we work with the singing voice or with, you know, developing any type of new skills for our artist practice. And to return to singing just for a little while, I feel like the developing awareness and strengthening your intuition part is like lacking in so many or if not almost all of these vocal methodologies that are so popular. And I'm sure they didn't mean it that way, all those people who developed these methodologies. But it is sort of what tends to happen when we work with vocal techniques. We tend to become very prescriptive and goal-oriented and we want to go straight to the end results and we don't take time to really explore possibilities as much as we take time to sort of like get a specific technique right or we are trying to sort of like understand our voices and squeeze them into these boxes that have been defined by specific vocal methodologies. And while there's nothing wrong with having these frameworks and systems available to us, I think there is kind of like a pitfall almost in how we tend to approach them because we tend to sort of like try to adapt to that specific system or that specific box and we fail to see that actually there is no box. There is no box. But the brain, our mind, likes to see boxes. I have to think about this puzzle that you might know. You can look it up on the internet. It is a puzzle where you have, I believe, nine dots and you have to draw a line to connect these nine dots with each other without lifting your pen from the paper. Now, good luck, <laughs> because the mind will see there is a box, there is a specific shape. So the mind will try to make this thing happen within the limits of that box. But you probably guessed it, that's not the way to actually solve this puzzle. So this story about the puzzle is such a nice illustration of how we really need to stop looking inside of a box because there actually is no box. So when it comes to vocal techniques, we'll talk about the voice and singing in other future podcast episodes. But for now, let's just wrap up with that. I think it's really good that we have so many systems and frameworks available to us, but none of these systems and frameworks will give you all the answers because you are not a box. Your voice is not a box. Your artistry is not a box. 
And the problem to me with focusing only on vocal technique when we train our vocal artistry is that we're focused on technical ability. And we all know that there's more to vocal artistry than that. The word even says it, artistry, artistry and creativity. And although vocal technique can help you with artistry, I don't believe it's how we develop artistry and is also not the way to achieve true vocal freedom. I've been thinking about it a lot over these past 10 to 15 years. What is vocal freedom and what do we really mean with that? Well, I don't believe true vocal freedom comes from singing technique alone. I believe true vocal freedom comes from an alignment of voice, body, mind, spirit and energy. So that is also why I started talking about the source because I like how the word source refers to the source of the voice production but also it refers to so many other things. So next, I want to examine that word source in different contexts. So we've got the source of your artistry, the source of your creativity, and the source of something that I like to call your singing self. Because I noticed the singers that I worked with were all looking for what they usually described as their own authentic self. Partly we're talking about signature sound here and artistic identity. And partly there seemed to be this need to connect to something deeper than just the sound or just the external expression of your art. So aligning with your source, your artistic source, has got to do not only with technical abilities and skills and craft, so not only music interpretation if you are a musician or style study or storytelling or improvisation or you know, all these things that we can use as tools to get that art flowing out of us. But the source of your artistry also has got to do with your artist identity and really aligning your values and your background story and experiences and style and personal quirks and all of that together with your unique skills as an artist. So if you're a singer, you want to align that all with how you use your instrument and your storytelling and your music interpretation and so on. That is how you get to authentic expression as an artist. And aligning with your source is not just important because of artistic expression, but finding that alignment and figuring out what your values are and what is truly important to you and what is making you happy and what is giving you a sense of purpose and fulfillment, that is also going to help you 
make decisions in your artist career because I think a lot of the times the pain and the frustration and all those negative things that we might experience in our artistic career have got to do with us getting out of alignment with our own source and when we get out of alignment with that source, we start to follow paths that are actually meant for other people. Or we try to, you know, keep up with doing or being or having things that we think we have to do, be or have in order to be successful as an artist, in order to be accepted as an artist, in order to be fulfilled. But the truth is, there is no one path that is supposed to be walked by all artists in the world, just like there is no box. There is no one way that is the way to be a successful artist. There is no one way of doing things or being things in order to be fulfilled or to have a thriving life or a fulfilling creative career. And then there's this singing self or this artistic self or the creative self, the person behind the artist or even the spirit of that person behind the artist that also needs attention and nourishment. Because in creative careers, in artistic careers, we so often end up in a place where there's a lot of expectations put on us from the outside. So if you're a songwriter and you are working with a record label, the record label might be putting expectations on the types of songs that they want you to write. And if you are a musical theater performer, you know, there's these expectations about the types of roles that you can be cast for or what you're supposed to sound like and what type of material you're supposed to bring to an audition and so on and so on. So there are so many people around us who have different expectations and ideas about the things that we are supposed to make and how we're supposed to sound like and the type of repertoire. And very often artists end up in these place where we are wondering, what do they want from me? Right? So in those moments, we really need to start connecting also to the self, our artistic creative self, because if we don't nurture that connection, that is one sure way of getting out of alignment and sort of like losing the purpose of your art and the why you are doing it in the first place. It's so important that that person behind the artist also has a place and that the person behind the artist has the opportunity to 
really discover and rediscover what they are enthusiastic about and what they are curious about and really develop this connection to that source. Here we are again. I'm going to use that word again because I think that is the word that best describes what your creative self, what it is. It is the source of where all your creative ideas, all your artistic expression is flowing from. And nourishing that connection is so important. Which brings me to the spiritual definition of the word source and why it is important that we develop a spiritual practice as artists. Julia Cameron, who is the author of the beautiful, beautiful book, The Artist's Way, starts her book actually by saying, art is a spiritual transaction. And I guess many of us can relate to that feeling that you can have when you engage with a piece of art. So if you're listening to music or you see a painting or you see a dance performance and it touches something in you that is beyond yourself. It really touches and speaks to directly to your spirit and to your soul. And likewise, we have heard so many stories of artists explaining that process of creating and many times talking about how these ideas come from somewhere that they don't even really understand where they come from. And they just know that this thing has to be made and that music had to come through them. So we often talk about creativity and about art with words that are like sounding spiritual. And we say, we talk about the muse and we talk about... We talk about that it's almost a spiritual experience and we talk about how there is this mystery and magic involved in the act of creating. And we all seem to have somehow an understanding of that creativity is not just something that you can sort of like organize in worldly strategies and systems and techniques, but it needs another component too. But the interesting thing is when we start training the arts and when we, you know, arrange our creative work and when we arrange our artist life, so often we separate the spiritual part from the worldly tools and techniques and strategies. And I also actually don't know any performing arts institutes or art institutes that teach creativity as a spiritual practice or where spiritual practice is a part of the curriculum of training to becoming an artist. And I'm sure probably somewhere in the world there is a place that does this an institute, a university or something, but I don't know of it. The ones that I have 
experience with from the inside of like either being a student or having been on the faculty, the ones that I have experienced with were definitely not integrating any spiritual practices into the curriculum. So I think it's very, very interesting how we have sort of like strapped away that part, although we seem to agree that creativity is something spiritual. But then when it comes to training it, we focus on the techniques and the tools and the strategies and the skills and the craft. So it's very interesting, isn't it, that we have for some reason made this total division between, I don't even know what to call it, the worldly world (laughs) and the spiritual world. And when it comes to training, we kind of like hang out in the worldly. I don't know. What do you think? Why is it like this? When I talk about spiritual practice, I also want to point out that the reason why I believe a spiritual practice is important for an artist is not only because of that spiritual aspect of creating, but because it has been proven that a spiritual practice actually helps you explore and find purpose and meaning in your work that reaches much deeper than just the material outcomes and rewards. And it helps you deepen your feeling of interconnectedness with other people and with nature and with the source. So a spiritual practice helps you establish a personal connection with that source of your creativity. So I think we need it. I think we need it because of our creativity, because of our art, but also because of taking care of that person behind the artist, like I was speaking about earlier. So if you have a spiritual practice that you can ground yourself in, you actually are able as an artist to handle stress better and you can experience more positive feelings and less stress even during challenging times. So just think about how many positive benefits uh, having a spiritual practice has that are relevant to an artist and performer. And thinking about all of those, I think spirituality is not just a nice to have, but it's a life tool. And closely related to the topic of spirituality is the topic of energy and why it is important that we consider the energetic aspects of being an artist and a human being. So the physical body is only a very tiny part of the entire human energy field, which in turn is part of a greater energy field. And you, your performance, the way you are 
able to stay present and achieve flow state in your creative practice and work, even your voice, as well as the quality of your artist life, is directly affected by the state of your energy field. So managing, cleaning and aligning your energy and raising your energetic frequency are very essential tools and life skills for any artist and performer. And now we have arrived at the definition of the word source that is like the most uber definition of them all. So when I talk about the source and I use the word source, I also refer to that larger energy field. It has got many names. So some people call it the quantum field. Other people call it the field of all possibilities. It is also referred to as the higher consciousness or super consciousness, and sometimes as the creator or even God. And now we have arrived at the word that is probably one of the most kind of like charged words that there are because speaking of those boxes that we mentioned before, the word God has been put in so many boxes throughout, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. We have developed all kinds of ideas about what God is and what God isn't. So without going into that discussion now, because that was not the purpose of this podcast episode, I just want to say that I think it's important that you choose a word that resonates for you when it comes to talking about that larger energy field. And if thinking about some larger energy field, some quantum field feels like very far away and difficult to grasp, it's totally possible to work with energy in ways that are very approachable. There's a lot of different energy work practices available to us in different traditions. So you can approach energy work from where it feels good for you to start it. All right, so that was my long, short answer to what I mean with the source and what are the definitions that source holds for me. And the reason to why I then sometimes spell the source with capital S has actually got to do with that final aspect, like that larger energy field and that connectedness that we have with that field. So my energy field is connected to that larger field and also that spiritual aspect of it. And that is why I feel that source is also something that is bigger than me. It is larger than me. And that is why I like to sometimes spell it with a capital S. And aligning with that source in your artist life really means that you are consciously creating, co-creating a life that is aligned and authentic, but it's also a life that 
is true to something that we can call your soul's purpose. So one of my soul's purposes, for example, is to bring together and synthesize the worldly and the let's call it the spiritual and the energetic. So the worldly and the woo. And it took me a long time to figure out how on earth all these different things that I had studied and all my different interests that felt so far away from each other, how they would ever get together until I realized it's all part of my soul's purpose. All right, here are some takeaways from this episode. Number one, unlearning and developing awareness of your habits are central in the process of learning. Instead of trying to work on getting a thing right, try and figure out what your habits are and develop an awareness of different ways of approaching the same problem. Number two, there is no box. Don't get stuck in looking for answers or trying to make your art or your artist life happen within the limits of a box. Number three, there's more to vocal artistry than vocal technique. And true vocal freedom comes from an alignment of voice, body, mind, spirit and energy. Number four, find authentic expression as an artist by aligning your whole self, your values, your background story, style, personal quirks, together with your unique skills as an artist. Number five, being anchored in your values helps you make aligned decisions in your artist career instead of starting to follow paths that are meant for others or trying to keep up with things you think you should do, be or have in order to be a successful, accepted and fulfilled artist. Number six, nurture your creative self and keep connecting to your purpose and your why. Take care of the person behind the artist just as much as you take care of developing your skills. Number seven, a spiritual practice helps you establish a personal connection with the source of your creativity, explore and find meaning in your work that reaches deeper than the material outcomes and rewards. Number eight, you are an energetic being, part of a larger energy field. Your voice, performance, and your ability to stay present and achieve flow state in your creative practice and work, as well as the quality of your artist life, is directly affected by the state of your energy field. Number nine, aligning with your source will help you discover your soul's purpose and help you make sense of what experiences your soul is here to seek. Whoa, that was a lot of stuff we covered in this episode and it was so much fun. I am so curious about what your thoughts are on this topic, how you define source, if you have ever felt out of alignment and what helps you stay aligned. So join the conversation at createfromthesource.com or send me a message on Instagram at createfromthesource or Katia Maria Coaching. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends about it. Your support means the world to me and will help me keep creating amazing content for you. All right, that's it for now and I'll be back soon. 